This is Event Matters. I'm Mark Burke. Events empower communities to bring about tremendous change if they're purposely designed, planned, and produced. Each episode of Event Matters explores working at the convergence point of event design and learning design. Event design steers the creation of compelling reasons to participate in an event, while learning design ensures participants build the knowledge needed to change their behaviors. After all, that change is the reason to host an event. At this confluence, we witness high-impact learning experiences that change the lives of participants and reshape communities. Live from the Mindset Poditorium, our guests and studio audiences explore various event types, from summits and symposiums to corporate training, online courses, and nonprofit educational programs. This broad brushstroke definition of an event ensures we uncover powerful examples of humans coming together as communities of learners, movers, and shakers to bring about the changes they're driven to create. Thanks for listening, and now let's talk event matters. Welcome to the show. Uh, Nate and Bethany are guests for today. So I'm just going to start right there uh, with introductions of my guests. And uh, so Bethany, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're coming from? Sure. Thank you. Bethany Shin here, coming from HBI, the Home Builders Institute. I'm the Vice President of Education. I've been there for about 17 years. Um, I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania, actually, and I grew up in a construction family, residential construction. My dad is a carpenter. My grandfather started the, the business as a carpenter, so it's kind of in me. So nice to see you guys. Great. Yeah, thanks for being here. And so, uh, Nate, uh, I'll let you uh, give a run at your introduction. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Nate Minium, the Executive Director at Lycoming Career and Technology Center. Uh, proud to be there. It's a wonderful experience, a great organization. This is my uh, year, first full year on the job. I've been there for a year and a half. Uh, came to Lycoming Career and Technology Center with uh, experiences in elementary education, middle school, and high school education uh, over 10 years as an administrator, both elementary and high school levels. So really excited about uh, career and technical education, the opportunities that it provides to our students in the community. Uh, and, the, and the bright future that it has uh, here in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Well, again, welcome to both of you. So uh, we are here today to talk about HBI's Build You program and the work we're doing at Mindset with both HBI and with the LCTC, which I'll refer to you as a great sweatshirt, T-shirt there, by the way. Nate, thanks. Um, so uh, a little bit about the Build You program. We'll dive in here in a little bit. Um, but it is an educational program. It's really a way of thinking about uh, solving a complex problem through more than just curriculum. So, uh, Bethany, I'm going to open it up to you. Like, kind of what was that initial problem? Like, you, you were, HBI was thinking, oh, my gosh, we have this challenge. We need to solve this challenge. What was that challenge whenever you started our conversation? What were you trying to solve? Yeah. Uh, well, the workforce shortage, right? That's what it all comes down to. Uh, uh, there will be 2.2 million new workers through 2026. 23% of the labor force in residential construction is self-employment. And that's double the economy-wide figures. And so we, need, we knew we needed to have some kind of program and support that, 
you know, taught our students <clears throat> not just how to own an, uh, their own business, but how to be entrepreneurial-like, um, whether you own your own business or you work for an employer. Things like innovation, creativity, all of those things that we'll talk about today mm-hmm. um, really is how this this came about. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we had that initial conversation, the conversation was, um, you know, that you had an entrepreneurship course, right? It was like a, a class that students could take and it was uh, geared for home builders and they could learn about like business things like the business plan. They could learn about uh, planning uh, expenses and, you know, keeping spreadsheets and all those things, which we know those are important, but what you came to us about was more so about the thinking behind all of those things. We needed to build something first before we could have them understand the value of learning those topics. Is that yep. fair? Yeah, that's fair. It, and it, it was a product that really was on sitting on the shelf. Mm. And through our analysis, of course, we, we know that what is out there for instruction on owning an own, a business isn't working. The rates are very low. Um, and what is out there really focuses on those students who raise their hand and say, I am going to own my own business someday, not the other. And I mean, the figures are, what is it, Mark, three and 1,000 Three, yep. mm-hmm. will raise their hand saying that they will own their own business someday. So what about the other 997? And that's what HBI wanted to explore because of those workforce challenges. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really about that, uh, entrepreneurship, yeah. right. And what, what we really landed on was, you know, we can all benefit from having an entrepreneurial spirit. doesn't matter what our positions I'm looking out in the audience. I know, uh, you know, all of you, and I know that even though you may not own your own business, like I know that the entrepreneurial spirit is in you, right. You, you, you exude that entrepreneurial spirit. And so, you know, Bethany kind of gave it, uh, gave us a really good answer there. The, the idea was instead of waiting for three out of a thousand students, of which what percentage would be home builders, right? That's three out of a thousand in the U.S. Like that's not three home builders out of a thousand saying they want to start their own business or be entrepreneurial. That's three total out of a thousand. And that number comes from the Hewing Marion Kaufman Foundation data on uh, entrepreneurisms and startups. So what percentage of the three are home builders? Point zero two point zero zero one 0.001%. And so what we said was, well, we, we need a program that basically takes every student who is experiencing and um, wants to experience home building skill development and have them experience their own entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit. And so that's what we built. And we're in the process of rolling that out now with uh, Nate at LCTC. And Nate, you know, I just wanted to give you a chance to say, um, so from your perspective, right, uh, how did this align with your thinking about where LCTC was going? And then, of course, HBI is kind of looking at it at a national level and you're looking at it as a, at, a, at a local level. How did this align and, and what really made, made you think, oh, my gosh, yeah, we, we need to get involved? Yeah, sure. So I, mean, I think... You look at young people, you know, look at our, our, our youth uh, today, and you think about how do they develop their thinking skills? You know, do they think critically about, about what they're doing? Uh, and I think that's an area, no matter what the subject matter, uh, we're, we're driving at that. That's one of the goals in education is to get students to think more critically. Uh, from an organizational standpoint, for us, it was, it was pretty simple. We, we're looking to rebrand. Uh, you know, when you talk about career and technical education, people think of, Votech. They think of mm-hmm. career and technical education 
when they were in school or when their parents were in school. So mm -hmm. uh, for us, it, it kind of aligns to reshaping uh, our, our programs, uh, our school, and the idea and the identity of, of our school uh, within the community. So I think um, for our students to develop that, those critical thinking skills um, within, the, within the construction program, and I'd like to also see how that might even start to rub off on some of the other programs as we develop and, and kind of rebrand and rebuild career and technical education and, and the thoughts behind that um, that, you know, that, that we have. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple key points. I'd love to hear the audience's perspective, right? So um, big thinking, right? Do we need home builders to be big thinkers? No. We have some folks in the audience. Like, do we need the students who are building homes to be thinkers? So does that make sense? And then this idea of entrepreneurism, right? To be entrepreneurial with an employer, right? Does that make sense? So we have the tossable microphone out there, and I know there's some big thinkers out there. So audience members, uh, and, you know, Corey, you have the mic, so I, and I, I know you have something to say about this, but uh, Corey and I have spent a lot of time around systems thinking, and, and the big thinking work that we're doing here is based in systems thinking, so maybe Corey could get us started. Nothing like putting you on the spot. Well, it's, it's a danger of allowing me to have the tossable mic, because you know <laughs> I will. Um, so I think some of the things that are interesting are, are this this conversation is pervasive across so many other areas. I mean, we think about the lack of teachers going into the pipeline and how we have to rethink um, the way that we look at that. And so when you talk about an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, education probably isn't a place where we used to think about that being necessary. And then also when we think about the way that we've traditionally done a lot of things, regardless of whether it's in private industry or whether it's in public education, we've taken away the idea of of big thinking because it's very programmed and and sometimes um, we we just we get in our own way when it comes to those kind of things. So I think just the conversation, regardless of whether we're talking about HBI and and you know what you want to accomplish or what we need to accomplish from a, a national um, standpoint um, mm -hmm. in all areas of the workforce. So I think yeah. that big thinking, systems thinking, entrepreneurial spirit is so pervasive and we need to, to kind of create this model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if anybody else else has uh, just kind of raise your hand and grab the mic there, if you want to share something. Um, so I uh, want to talk a little more. Anybody else? Uh, yeah. 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 And toss the mic around. Um, so let's talk specifically about the solution. Um, and uh, this is not meant to be a demo, but I know people are like, okay, what, what actually is the solution? So Bethany, maybe you can walk us through kind of like the key components to the, to the solution. Sure. <clears throat> we really started out from that community mindset, really. And I heard community said a couple of times here and, um, what we did was we reached out to home builder associations across the country and started gathering champions. And these are experts and entrepreneurs in the field. And they became not only our kind of like advisory into what this program needs to look like and be for students, but the voice of different perspectives within our program to provide to students so that they could see it woven throughout Again, all based on that systems thinking approach. So it's not like a course per se. It's it's really a program of, you know, integrating the concepts, the uh, points of view, 
the the systems of construction and owning your own business into what they do every day in the classroom, like the programs at Nate's mm-hmm. school. Yeah. So it can be hard to describe. And as audience members, it can kind of be a little bit hard to wrap your head around it, right? Because we're, we're so used to like education solutions are course-based, right? And and therefore, what you're going to... So are you teaching a course in entrepreneurism? And this is kind of the unique sauce that we put together. So um, so let's kind of summarize the three things. The first thing is that we work with the teachers who are the trades teachers, and we teach them how to be big thinkers, right? So we teach them about systems thinking. And so we're working, you know, with Phil Aiken um, at uh, LCTC, and it's really amazing to see when he first came in and we started, you know, saying, we're going to teach you how to think, Phil. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my gosh, like you could tell he was like ripe for this. He was ready for it. And because what he knows is as somebody who comes from the trades and then coming into education, you know, he's got a fair amount of challenges, right? So it wasn't like he has spent years being an educator. He spent years being in the trades and building and homes and et cetera, right? And so now he's coming in and facing this group of, you know, X amount of teenagers. And so he's like, uh, okay, I, what do I do? Right. And so he needs to be a big thinker just to be able to kind of come into a system that really needs him to be playing his A, being, delivering his A game every day. Right. And so if we can teach him how to think in a very specific way, we can move him from being a contemplative person, like, okay, give me time to think about something. And we can move him into being a quick thinker that thinks deeply because that's what he needs to do. Right. In his work. So we work with systems thinking. The second piece was kind of like it's not a course, right? But you can see over here for anybody who's in the audience, you can see like there's content that we developed, which was taken from your existing content, but we totally changed the way the content is presented to the kids because, and I say kids, I mean young adults, right? And so we presented scenarios. We created stories. So we have Miguel and Miguel talks about how he worked in a trades, uh, he worked in a, um, in a hardware store and he works in a hardware store and, you know, it's, it's his gig. But then he find, kind of figures out, I could maybe do this on my own. I could be more of kind of like a construction work. I could have my own business. So we literally created these characters and Jada and Liam. We built the characters. We drew the characters. We created all these stories and we created the Build You Field Guide. So the idea is very much like these are going to be folks that are out and about doing their thing in the shop, in the classroom, but then they have access to this field guide to hear these stories about how these kids, very much like them, the demographic, we actually built the demographic. So there's like a map of like who Miguel is and where he lives and how old he is and brothers and sisters and pets and hobbies. Like we created a persona so that the students that get access to this field guide can say, that's me, right? I kind of can relate to that, that persona. And then they have a whole bunch of the content that they can just go through and they can see a little bit more about how to be entrepreneurial, how to be a big thinker. So A, we're teaching the teachers how to to be big thinkers. Kind of missed a point where we're then what we're doing is by giving them this field guide, we're then saying you can integrate this into every day, right? So when you're out there teaching kids about building um, building the structure for uh, a bathroom, right? Or a drywall station. You can be teaching them how to be big thinkers while they're uh, building the drywall, right? Or doing the roofing uh, workstation. And then the last piece, which we'll talk a little bit more, is about 
what we found out uh, was about the influencers. And I'd love to hear you, Bethany, talk about the influencer program because I think it's a really, it's a great aspect that the students, Nate, probably can talk about the, how the students reacted when we announced about the influencer program. So Yeah. Uh, so at HBI, we currently have about 25,000 students on, any, on an annual basis. And if I were to guess the percentage of those students, who they can see out again, in that social aspect of their life, social influencers, right? There's very few people that look like them. There's very few young folks that are in construction and are on social media and are influencing other younger folks that could be like them. And so we saw this opportunity to start building along with this program um, how they can do that actual really you know simple steps to starting a uh, a platform and mm -hmm. being that influencer so that we could start building that up it's a need that the industry i think um needs to they might not realize that it's a strong tool that mm -hmm. we really need to harness and it's it's not too complicated but you know once you yeah. get folks who are interested and and ready to dig in yep yep so, uh, yeah, Nate, uh, what do you think the kids, uh, students, I keep saying kids, right? They're so much younger than me. So what do you think the students' reaction has been uh, since learning about that aspect? Yeah, the, uh, you know, I think the influencer idea is certainly something they can relate to. They, they've seen it. Um, you know, they can all point to, to an influencer, a video, uh, a page. I think the concept for, for them as being able to be one is something that, um, they're just a little apprehensive about, you know, we met with them, we kind of talked with them, even to try to get them in front of a camera to do an interview, they were just kind of reserved, you know, so I think one of the challenges that we have that we need to take all of our, our young people to is, you know, pushing them, uh, you know, to that limit that they think they have, yeah. you know, and breaking through that and then just kind of establishing like, okay, that courage, that risk that you take can get you to here and you have no idea what else you know, is, is out there for you, you know, opening, opening doors for you. Uh, I, I think, you know, the whole idea of them having uh, the, the opportunity to develop, you know, uh, their page or, or a video as an influencer really just solidifies then the reason they're there and that's to learn the skills, right? I mean, what, one of the best ways to show what you know is and just have to go up and perform it and to do it and create something. Uh, so I think taking it to that level beyond the Okay, I need you to, to frame the bathroom walls or build the rafters, you know, following a set of procedures is really going to kind of solidify and I think, you know, just extend uh, not only their knowledge uh, about the skills, but then also, as we've been talking, their thinking about their skills. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when I saw the student's reaction was, I've always wanted to do that. I always wanted to put a channel together, but I didn't really have the confidence to do it. And I, and I, I think that for me, when I look out, I know, you know, we have, we have home builders here. I don't know, you know, Denny or, uh, uh, if you'd like to talk a little bit about like confidence, you know, that it's, it's through building an influencer program, you know, are, are these other things we're doing, are they important? Right. We want to hear from the public. Yeah. yeah. I, first I applaud you for looking at this from a different perspective because you know, having spent the majority of my career in home building, uh, I can tell you that, you know, most young people don't even consider it as an option as for a career. 
you know, so back to Bethany, what you were saying about the numbers, you know, it's not about the three, it's about the rest of them. And quite honestly, any business that I'd counsel today, you know, it's looking at what's your differential advantage. And I know uh, coming from the home building industry that they're late adopters to the game to make any changes. I mean, it just, it's, it's hard to keep up with technology and changes, but you know, you're kind of like jumping ahead of other industries. So, you know, workforce is the number one issue today, just like you mentioned. Uh, I think that what you're looking to do, making this exciting, creative, you're giving them an opportunity to think about a career in this industry that they probably would have never considered. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you're on the right track and you have to make this, uh, appetizing for them to even consider the industry. So yeah, uh, I, I support everything. It sounds wonderful. I think too, Mark, I'll add that I think some of that hesitancy that the students are having and in becoming involved in something like this is because it's like the chicken and the egg, right? They don't see people like them on social media. And so they, the confidence is lacking because they're afraid to be that first person. And they're also working with a perception of the industry and becoming a worker in the industry that unfortunately still exists, right? Yeah, yeah we got another comment. Ooh, there it is. Hello. Robin. So, um, hi. <laughs> so I was part of when the students were presented the influencer program and just this conversation gave me a different perspective to think about what were they sharing with me that day and I realized I don't think, my impression is, is they don't get a lot of airtime with anybody that appreciates what they do in general. So after I spoke with them, they were coming up and showing me photos of their fishing, or I just started a landscaping business, or I just started, you know, with my friends on the weekends hauling away people's debris. And just having a person say, what you do is respectable, and I admire it, and there's a place for it, I think that that I think that's part of the challenge and why the social influencer program is so important because it's, you know, the one person for Mother's Day was um, sowing, fe uh, sowing seeds into a field. And I was like, take a photo of that and put a little music to it and be off. And he goes, nobody wants to see that. And I'm like, yeah, they do. Like, that's a different day for somebody, you know. So it's perspective on their lives. And I think they're very very dynamic and they're not getting the platform in which to display that dynamic lifestyle that's very fueled by loving what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think this would be a good time too to just talk about um, Nate, when we first met um, to kind of design the experience that we wanted to create for LCTC, we had this conversation around what what is the reality in terms of how the kids are either seeing the field, seeing the opportunity, and what are they hearing from the public? And I, and I think, you know, you can share some really interesting thoughts about, you know, what, what you shared with us about what are they hearing and seeing uh, out and about around them about doing this as a career? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, and I think the, the skill set, uh, before I get into some of those examples, you know, we need to recognize, and Robin said, the skill set that these students have. You know, it might not be an academic skill set, but it's a skill set that is unique and that, you know, many others do not have. And that's something that, you know, as our students come into career and technical education, that I need to remind them, we need to remind them every day and to build that confidence. Um, you know, there, there was a, a student uh, who kind of shared, you know, shared a perspective that, well, you know, he, he or she may have heard from, from his father, well, you know, you want to do really well in school so you don't end up, you know, up on the roof, you know, putting shingles on the roof like I'd had to, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that, that idea that, you know, that's a lesser than career, 
um, you know, is something that we need to continue to work on changing. And I think an opportunity like this for our students to highlight those skills mm-hmm. and to take that thought process and that thinking as to, you know, one, let's look at what is needed in the industry around and the number of jobs that are open, but then just taking some of those those soft skills and the, and the work ethic that you have as, as you know, someone who's going to leave and be able to uh, start your own business, take, take it to where you want it to go. Um, is really endless. So I think, you know, we have a lot, a lot of work to do and our, our students, I think, are still hearing, unfortunately, some of those stories um, about, well, you know, uh, the choices you make. Yeah, uh, yeah. And here's well, the thing, though, too, I have to say, because our labor report's coming out next week and there's a, a figure here that our students really need to hear and I think our parents need to hear. Top 25% of payroll workers in construction earn at least $75,820 a year. Versus the top quartile of U.S. workers make at least sixty-eight five. Mm-hmm. So it is a career that can be very successful and very lucrative. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's- well, it, and I'm going to share a bit of a personal story because I think it helps us I- engage. Like, so you know, somebody asked me. I shared at the table that I grew up with my father who was an electrician and going in and you know building new homes and repairing old homes. And I and I know you know he very caringly, I think that was his perspective, said, I want more for you, right? And I think that's, we, we started having the conversation now how many parents are in the home building and then say, I want, I want more for you. I don't want you to work as hard as what I had to, right? And, you know, that, so I grew up with that perception of, of that the way that he was thinking about his work and what he knew about self-care and about time and about work-life balance, all those kind of things that, when I think about what we're really helping students do now in terms of how, how are we helping them have that conversation with the adults that are actually telling them that, right? Because, because ultimately, we, we, I believe we're going to still have adults say that, oh, don't do what I did. It's really, really hard. You go do something easier. Go do something that's not so hard on you. Go do something better. Well, the reality is, is that that may be the case if those if the students don't learn to be bigger thinkers and think about the new ways of doing that work and if they don't think about the new technologies or they don't think about how they treat themselves you know i think as home builders out there like it's important for anybody in your company to understand health and wellness and lifting safety and you know not jumping i mean i used to watch my dad and he would like jump down and land on his knees all the time you know when he was plumbing and now he has two new knees right and you know so i just think about those kind of things when you teach kids to be to be thinkers all of a sudden they become more self-aware they become more aware of innovation they become more aware of well how could i do it different than you, mom or dad, how and and that's not a criticism of them. That's a help me learn from you and advance and have an amazing career. Like maybe you really wanted, but now uh, you can do through me, right? I mean, I, I just think that's an incredibly powerful thing that we're doing for youth. And I don't know if you have thoughts or audience. Yeah, I, I'll add that. I think um, it gives them the ability to look at the different perspectives too, because what your dad or your mom thinks is hard work for them. It might not be hard work for the students. So again, I think the systems thinking integration and learning that, you know, teaching them how to think deeply opens up so many more doors than we really realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think too, we, we've spent some time in, in the classroom uh, with students and, and they kind of gave us some things to think about that, 
they're already doing. Like they're looking at some of the jobs that they have to do and they're, they're put into groups to do projects. And, and there are students that will tell, have told us, I don't want that job. I don't want to be the person who has to organize and build the budget and get the materials, but I'll get the work done. You know, and then there's other students who are, the light bulbs are starting to go off and like, oh, so there's more that I could do than, you know, pound the nails and cut and build. So, I mean, I think just a little bit of what we saw is already there. And I think this program will just help raise that awareness and really, uh, you know, get into the, into the, the details of what that looks like and what that takes for all students to go through that thinking process. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. And announce who you are. I've been forgetting to do that. So if I don't announce you, so tell us who you are and where you're from. And then, yeah. So I'm away. Cody Ross with T. Ross Brothers. Um, but just adding into what you were saying about go get an easier job. Like there's that. But also I feel like there's a lot of pressure put on if you're academically smart. Like, well, go to college. If you don't, you're wasting your potential. Um, and just that idea of a construction worker is not the brightest. Um, some of the smartest people I know are out in the trades, like cutting in a roof or these different things. Like it takes math. It takes a lot of critical thinking and just problem solving. And just it's not a waste of your potential um, to go, even if you have the brains, because we need people with brains who can think and problem solve. Um, and just, again, we have to change that mindset of a culture um, and education and just saying you aren't wasting your potential by these jobs that we're seeing. Like the numbers are there um, without the debt and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think about, um, <clears throat> so we had the fortune of doing a project on uh, passive house uh, construction and five-star energy, um, you know, ratings, right? And so when I think about who, who, are, who are the builders going to be that can build the next passive house, for instance? I mean, because in, in, we were immersed in that project last year. I say we mindset, we, we had an opportunity. And the complexity of that building methodology is it requires people at all levels of the construction process to understand complex systems, right? How the windows work with the, the solar collection of the building and how that works with the HVAC system and how that works with the, the air infiltration system that's part of the building. I mean, like, I, I feel like I was schooled and I think there's, I mean, that is so complex. And I, so I think that, um, one of the things I was thinking about having a conversation with you, Nate, about is that, that we get the kids to understand that they can get the essentials from you plus, right? And I think that's, that's a kind of conversation. I think that's what you're, you're getting at is that we want to get the kids the essentials, but you don't want your program to be like, just come to us for the essentials and eventually you'll figure out the better stuff or the more important stuff or the higher order stuff. Like, right. I mean, you're, right. you want to get to that, yeah. right, in your program. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and that, you know, just it maximizes their own potential. And, and I think that's, you know, the big, the big piece that we have that we're able to do is we have the time with these, these young people. Uh, they're, they're there uh, because that's where they want to be. So it is really trying to personalize it for each student that they can see what the opportunities are and maximize their potential. Yeah. Uh, and just and to take a look at what that could be. Yep, yep. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'm going to show this to the audience that's in-house here because um, I, I wanted to walk through this idea. Bethany had already talked about this a little bit. And again, you may not be able to see that from where your seats are, but this is where we really started to make the transition. This is the mental model that we worked on. And this idea around understanding that this complex issue, like at the point when we started having a conversation, which I would not 
say, and I'd love to hear other people's thoughts. I, I don't know that we're necessarily out of the chaos, right? So it was 2021. Yeah. And so we were at the middle, you know, really the high end of the chaos. At that point, we had numbers of uh, 250 un, 250,000 unfilled jobs. Well, I, I don't know if all of you follow along, but um, just about four months ago, that number was 500,000 in the United States because there was such a demand for homes. However, then the market shifted and there became lesser of a need. Interesting. Do you know where we ended up? 250,000. So we literally grew the problem and then the interest rates, quote unquote, brought the problem back down to the problem level. Right. And so what, what we also started knowing was that this, this idea of building thinkers in, through a Build You program uh, involved more than just, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial thinking, right? So I'm kind of checking my coordination here. So this idea of this, this problem, the systemic problem, needed a systemic solution. And the idea was that we needed to build capacities in all of these things. And so, Cody, I'm kind of curious to know, do you need your workers to be emotionally intelligent? Right? Yeah. So do you need them to be, you know, so NEIC is here in the back. I, you know, so do you need folks to be innovative that work with you? Absolutely. Right. Um, let's do critical thinking. So, you know, Denny, home builder for years. Right. Uh, and what about critical thinking? You know, he's grabbing the mic, so he's got something to say. Well, I, I think you're tackling it head on. And, you know, back to that whole component, this isn't your dad's construction company anymore. And there's only so many people out there that can do the jobs. And you have to position this industry in such a way that you're going to grab those those individuals from another industry. So, mm-hmm. you know, in essence, you know, you have to take them from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you need the critical thinkers. You need the ones that are, you know, going to be motivated by the fact that they're going to be able to earn $10,000 more a year right out of the gate. And what are those differential advantages to working in construction or home building or whatever that is? Uh, I see it every day, and uh, I'm no longer in construction, but I work with small businesses uh, through uh, Bucknell's Small Business Development Center, and everybody complains about workforce. And they say, what are we going to do? And I'm going to say, you're going to go steal them from someone else because they don't exist. You can't just, like, add water and build new people. You know, it doesn't work that way. So you have to make this sexy for people to want to jump into this industry. So that's, yeah. and I, I'm loving what I'm hearing because that's how you're going to do it. You, you're already doing that right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think of the, the other one on here, pro social, uh, Nate, you could, you could talk about this. Like we walk into your classrooms, how does pro social thinking play out every day for these kids? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, th- thinking about uh, where they're at in their space and their peer group and thinking about their interactions uh, within that group, but then also how other groups see them, you know, is, is a reality that they face every day. Uh, do, they, do they, you know, follow their career path, their, their career goal and take a class uh, that, that they know aligns or do they stay back and they're in their comfort zone because they might be looked at a little differently if they get on the bus to go to Lyco, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that it goes back to like that risk. Um, but, you know, so creating that environment, creating that awareness of what's of what's available and making it OK 
you know, for our students to, to take those risks. Yeah. I mean, and, and you, you think about, and I don't know how many of you all did that, but imagine being a middle schooler up through high schooler today. And at some point in the day, you get taken out of your class, you get on a bus and you go somewhere else. Like that alone is a social issue, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and when then they come back, they have now not been part of whatever happened there because mm-hmm. they come back now and now they're kind of on the outside, yeah. you know, because that's tough. And, and on the other side of that, though, we see that when they come to LICO, into their program of study, their, their passion, we hope, where they want to go with their career, they get surrounded by students from other schools, four or five other different schools who have that same interest. So now they are creating that support system. They have that yeah. network of support, like-minded individuals and students and, and teachers that are really become mentors for them over three years uh, at the time that they're with us. And you know, hopefully we can continue to grow that as we're growing this awareness that when they leave, they're leaving with an alumni, they're leaving with a support group that they can also rely on as they work, move into the workforce. Yeah, yep. Community is so important. I mm. mean, that is a common thread throughout this entire Two years we've been working together, community mm-hmm. continues to be brought up. And I think in this industry, it's even stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, uh, it made me think about something we should share with the audience. So we actually started this work with a game. And, and um, so we were like, how are we going to engage with this audience of the champions group? Right? How, how, are we going to, how are we going to engage the community in a different way? And because, you know... Like even doing what we're doing today, like this is a really unique thing, which we're hoping, again, this is the start of these kind of conversations. And we want to grow them. But when we, we started off, we said, well, how are we going to get people from all over the United States together to talk about the challenges? And so, of course, we built a board game and we played it virtually yep. with the champions from across the United States. And the board game wasn't like, you know, roll the dice and move three spots. It was roll the dice, move three spots. And then the question you were answering was, and I'll, I'll take one kind of out of our, our book here, Nate, um, was I know, you know, Phil's down there. They're going to be building kind of like a, a um, what's he calling it? Uh, the, the, uh, the shelter kind of a space, right? They're building, they pour in concrete and building a kind of like a pavilion mm-hmm. kind of space, right? And um, one of the challenges in the game was the students are driving down the road and it's a 95 degree day and they look out across the field and they see all those workers carrying those 80 pound shingles, packs of shingles onto the top of the roof and it's 95 degrees out. So you're pretty sure that they're in the car thinking, I want to do that, (laughs) right? And so how do you actually, and this was in the game, how do you have that conversation with them? How do you create a different perspective, right? And there was another question of like driving by a work site and seeing mud and slop and seeing kind of like, you know, a lot of debris around. It's like, I want to do that, right? And so how do you combat that as home builders, right? And so the, the folks playing the game, they were, they were putting all these solutions in place while they were playing the game. And they could not wait. Like they were like, roll the dice, roll the dice. We gonna talk about more. We gonna talk about more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about how do you create. And so Nate, I'm thinking about. Um, I guess it's a question. So this work, 
a little bit of this is, you know, we're just getting started. So to be fair, right, we're just we're just rolling into this in a couple months, but the students will be back in the fall. Um, we've talked about your co-op programs and building relationships, as, as Bethany said, building community. What are you looking forward to in terms of like the different conversations and the the what can this program bring to you to create different conversations that you've been eager to have? Yeah. Well, I think uh, the first thing I want to say is, you know, the, the chaos and the mud and, and the debris, right? I think we, we want to continue to make sure that our students, when they come to us, know that that's okay. Like, we want that. We want to embrace that because that's, that's where they're comfortable, right? They're comfortable in that mess. For, for some of us, you know, who've been, who lived in academic side of things, it's like, that's, you know, where, where's the schedule to that? Where's the program? That's not neat <laughs> enough, you know? And, and I, I have some of those tendencies as well. But I think to embrace that. Um, you know, I think just bring, bringing that awareness to, you know, to, to our, our faculty, to our community, uh, to our sending districts that, you know, we want to embrace that messiness um, because we can take that, that the students are going are gonna to thrive on top of the systems thinking, the, the, the process, the project, the, the bigger picture, um, and, and align those skills that they have and those passions that they come with, you know, through the curriculum, to, through the program, uh, to that end goal. And yeah, as you said, like one of our big goals is to, in that third year uh, that we have students with us, is to get them out into work-based learning experiences. So I believe as they become more aware of what they're capable of, of what the opportunities are that are out there for them, uh, we can start to you know, have them out and experience that and, and to, to provide some feedback while, while we still have them. You know, how did it go? Okay, work through you know, what were some of those, those things you were unsure of and that you might still be unsure of when you go to a job site and how do you handle that? How can we you know, help teach and mentor uh, some of those areas to build up those strengths? So, yeah, I mean, I think overall um, it's, it's about providing that opportunity. It's going to keep students in that career path uh, one of our goals at, at a higher level within our school is to, as we get students, keeping them upon graduation into that area that they came to us of interest, right? Their mm-hmm. career goal, their career path. So we want to you know, increase that, whether they're going right into the workforce or if they're continuing their education or they're training somewhere else. So uh, you know, I believe that's one of the things that we're most excited about that we, that we think this will help us with. Yeah, great. So, Bethany, uh, as we aim to wrap up here in the next couple minutes, uh, just thinking about HBI, this is uh, kind of hesitant to call it a pilot because we've had a couple of pilots. This is kind of an initial rollout. Um, where do you see HBI going next with this? I know you've got some plans and we're, we're working with you some plans and I don't, how much you want to share with kind of where we're going with the program. Yeah, uh, well, we're certainly excited to learn from your experience with LCTC uh, from a local experience, because what we want to do is take those lessons learned and the best practices that we were found throughout that process and apply them nationally so that we can roll this out across the country. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what excites me mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So uh, we are going to wrap up uh, a couple next steps that we would ask of everybody in the audience. Um, number one is you noticed all the photographers and videographers roaming around, satelliting around. We're going to be putting this message out on social sh- social media. Follow LCTC on Facebook and Instagram. Go to HBI.org. Follow HBI on their various social media and the last follow I'll give you would be Mindset. Follow us because we put news and information out about this kind of thinking for various programs, including this. But here's my ask. 
Don't just follow us. Engage with those conversations. When you see something from Nate that relates or something you could help with, that's the question I'm leaving you all with today is what can I actually do to actually support that kind of program? And so when we see comments and we see shares, you know, like there's nothing better. I'll tell you all, y'all know this, right? When, when you put something out on social media and somebody picks it up and shares it and then says, others should follow this. Others should, you know, I took a part in this today. I know about this program. HBI offers this. I want everybody else to know about those things. Share, comment, really engage with this conversation because we're building a pyramid, right? It's going to take time. It's going to take a, you know, a whole group of us to do this work. Um, in, in terms of Nate, I know you are eager to get connected with folks who can provide co-op opportunities and come in and advise you. Are there other next steps you would love to invite the recorded audience as well as the audience here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I mentioned with some of, some of you here in the audience, uh, we are trying to develop and, and uh, expand our network of support, our advisory committees, both within the program specifically and at the school level. Uh, and so we're certainly looking for expertise, uh, interest, guidance uh, to, to help support and shape our programs you know, and, and the needs of our, of our program as we move into the, into the future uh, to make sure our students are being prepared uh, for an industry that's awaiting them. Great. Thanks. Absolutely. And uh, Bethany, I know I probably took your, your, your call to action to go to HBI and, and follow you, but I'll just leave you have the last word here. Yeah, no, that's perfect. We have a labor market report coming out next week. So check that out because a lot of that stuff that I talked about with the numbers will be in that. And But my ask, I think even beyond that is you all are influencers. You're adult influencers. So go out to your communities, talk about the industry we need more folks doing that from a positive perspective to outweigh some of that other, you know, more negative type of perceptions. The more of that we can get, the better. All right. And thank you to our audience. And uh, hopefully everybody had a good time today being part of this conversation. This has been Event Matters, a production of Mindset, live from our auditorium in Danville, Pennsylvania. If you're ready to host a high-impact learning experience, visit us online at Mindset.com. That's M-Y-N-D-D-S-E-T.com. Thanks for listening.